Hi, and welcome to Ask Rev, a Christian podcast. We can come online and ask questions about things like church-related, Christian-related, Bible-related, uh, theology-related, any personal questions you guys have asked that you'd like a personal, uh, kind of a pastor's idea on it. You guys are more than welcome to ask your questions all you want. Uh, Kaylee, where can they submit those questions? You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at ask rev podcast you can hit us up on tiktok at rev.wayne and on our email ask rev podcast at gmail.com that's ask rev podcast gmail.com but guys wait. but wait what? we have a website yeah we do have a website we do. we're kind of in the middle of building it right now but hey it's out there it's ask rev podcast.com if you guys like to go ahead and check out our website it has some of my old like uh little posts that i used to do all these like little random devotions that i used to do on there right now but you guys are more than welcome to go check it out that's askgrevpodcast.com woohoo yeah also if you would like some merch please take the merch <laughs> guys it's free just go ahead and message us we'd love to be able to send them to you I know there's some people out there right now who's listening to this podcast saying hey I've asked for the merch I'm sorry Bree we're going to get it to you as soon as we can but hey other than that hey guys we're so sorry that there was no episode last week uh, someone so, got the vid yeah I got COVID so we kind of couldn't do much last week but we are thankful that you guys are jumping on this week for our podcast. I'm really excited to jump into some of these questions. So, Kaylee, let's go ahead and just jump in. What we got? All right. Well, you didn't tell me which one to hit first. So, here we go. We'll just hit one. Let's go. Do, peop- do, do people go to heaven? Yes. Do good people go to heaven? <laughs> yes and no. Oh, we. Guys, it is a rough start, but we're going to keep going. But the question is, do good people go to heaven? Yes and no. Uh, this being good a qualifier for going to heaven? No. No. So that's kind of where we get this idea of uh, what we call universalism. Universalism is a concept where uh, it just takes your good moral standing. I like any religion. They're all leading the way to heaven. No matter where, like all these different paths. Yeah, every way leads to God. Guys, the problem with that, uh, when we come to that universal idea, is that kind of negates the whole exclusivity of Christ. Christ says, I am the way and the truth of life. No one may go upon to the Father except through me. You know, God says, hey, have no other gods before me within the Ten Commandments. You see these things that make God say, hey, I'm exclusive. I'm the path. I am the way. Heaven is mine. All these different things. Or God says, I am God. When you take away these exclusive rights that God is claiming, what he's showing is, hey, this is mine to have then you're really kind of tainting the whole gospel in that mindset. Because if I say, okay, I can go to heaven either way, through Christ or not through Christ, then you're really not saying what the Christian gospel is, especially since heaven is the Christian mindset. It's the Christian afterlife. Guys, it's the afterlife. It's the end goal. There's two places you get to go. There's either heaven or there's hell. Those are the only two options we have. But do good people go to heaven? The answer is yes, good people do go to heaven. But it's not because we are good. It's not because we acted good. It's because we've accepted Christ. And it's through the blood of Christ that has made us good. So, I mean, there's been a lot of people that we would say are, quote unquote, bad people. People who've lived rough lives. People who've done things that have accepted Christ. And they're off in heaven now. I mean, there's been murderers. There's been thieves. There's been liars. I mean, Christ was on the cross, sitting next to two thieves. And one of the thieves asked, hey, will you remember me when you, uh, when you're on, when you enter into your kingdom? And Christ said, hey, today you will be with me in paradise. That man went to heaven with Christ. He was not a good man. He was being crucified for crimes. We can also also think about like Saul before he became Paul. 
Yeah. Like, he was not a good guy. No, I mean, he was literally killing people. In, uh, in the name of faith. I mean, he was what we consider a zealot. He was uh, very anti-Christian, but he was a hardcore uh, Pharisee, which mm-hmm. is part of the Jewish elite. So he, we would think of him as a bad guy. The apostles themselves were scared of Paul. So whenever we see this, is he in heaven? Yes, but he's done a lot of bad things. Yeah, I think we would probably be surprised to see who exactly would be in heaven. If you know, I think when we get to heaven, like we'll recognize people. But our, that's not going to be our ultimate goal is to go reconnect with those people. It's going to be to praise God. Yeah. Uh, but I think we'd be surprised on maybe some of the people we would see in heaven. Oh, I agree. I mean, uh, Family Guy made a joke on this one day. It was like uh, the scene when they did like Osama bin Laden uh, when the SEAL Team 6 came to come get him. And he said, oh, I believe in Jesus Christ is my personal Savior. And he gets shot and he winds up in heaven. You know, the reality is, is the... I don't think just saying things like that has to come to an actual belief system. You have to believe in Jesus Christ as your Savior. Mm-hmm. You have to have a heart decision towards Christ to make it happen. But whenever we see that kind of relationship, whenever we see that kind of build up there, a lot of bad people, the people that we think, a lot of people that we don't even like are going to be in heaven one day mm-hmm. if they accept Jesus Christ as their Savior. That's the only requirement. It's not being good because, guys, there's no one good but the Father. As Christ said, and Christ is God. He said, there's no one else good but God. Why do you call me good? There's none good but the Father. The reality is there's nothing that we can do that's good. We are flawed. We are sinful in nature. So, yeah, good people are in heaven. Bad people are in heaven. There's a lot of good people in hell. There's a lot of people in hell with good intentions. You know, I think that's like that's the old phrase. Like the, the road to hell is paved with good, good, intention, good intentions. This is the reality of it. But let's kind of move on to the next question. All right. How should we respond to people who claim to have religious trauma? Ah, see, I really don't like how the person asked that question. I claim to have religious trauma. Uh, The reality is that somebody has religious trauma, they have religious trauma. How do we respond to it? Y'all, whenever we see somebody who has religious trauma, that's somebody who's been hurt by the church. Somebody who's been hurt by people wielding the faith in the wrong way. Now, when we say religious trauma, what are we saying? Well, a lot of people are, have been abused by people who try to use the Bible to have power over them. If you are on my TikTok, you guys have probably seen some of my videos up out there, the, my IFB stories, my independent fundamental Baptist stories. The reality is, is I am the, I would say a prime candidate. I would be a prime candidate for religious trauma because of all the things that went through, how people try to twist scripture and use the Bible as a weapon towards how to control my life. Mm-hmm. That's what a lot of people go through. A lot of people use the Bible to try to have power or try to control others. And it causes damage because now they can't trust God or they can't trust the church because these people did these things. And guys, when we talk about like wielding that power over them to have control over them, it could be anything from just controlling how they dress mm-hmm. all the way to the extremes. And I'm hoping I don't have to say those right now. I think we all kind of really understand what happens in the situation. But whenever we look at the kind of religious trauma, what do we do to respond to it? Show them that not all of us are like those people. Yeah, you got to show them the true love of Christ because those people that are causing that trauma are not showing the true love. It's true. They're trying to use their power. They've uh, manipulated the gospel, manipulated the word of God to give themselves power. The reality is the only person who's in control of this whole situation is God the Almighty. 
I, I'm a pastor, and I always laugh when people come to me and they ask me questions. I'm like, yeah, I'll be happy to answer you guys the whole thing of this. And for us to be able to ask to answer you guys, answer y'all's questions, you guys are asking us. I have no authority over you. You guys can take my information to leave it, or you guys can take it and take it to heart. It's up to you, but I cannot force it upon you. A lot of these people are using these kind of information to force it upon them, which is ridiculous. But whenever we see somebody with religious trauma, how do we respond? Show that true love of Christ, like what Kaylee was saying. But not just that. Guys, stepping out a little farther, understanding that they have religious trauma, understanding that there's something that went on that's why they're hurt, and that they're in pain, not forcing them, not condemning them for what's going on, but encouraging them. Hey, guys, I understand. But how about you come with me to church? You know, how about we go hang out? How about we spend time together? How about we have a Bible study? Yeah, I'd suggest like trying to surround them with other people that you know that are going to be accepting. Mm -hmm. uh, and then slowly uh, bringing them to the big congregation church, like doing a Bible study with somebody, maybe then doing um, a couple, if you're a couple, yeah. and maybe um, you and your spouse, and then maybe them and their spouse can come in, then your children can hang out, you know, if you have yeah. children. Um, and you know, slowly getting them to the point where they feel comfortable coming back to church. Yeah. One of my favorite outlets uh, for that would be like things like home groups. Yeah. yeah. You know, we, we have a wonderful home group that we're uh, blessed to be a part of at our church. And the nice thing is there's people that come to our home group that we won't normally see in church. A lot of people are inviting their friends to home group that we don't see them invited to church. And the reason why is because one, it's a smaller group. Mm -hmm. They're not as intimidated because we are a bigger church. So they're not coming in seeing 165 to 180 people and getting scared. They're coming in seeing a room of maybe 20 people and they're like, oh, cool, I can come here and talk and we can discuss things and have a good study. Things like that where you're having a Bible study, having a discipleship group where you guys are coming together with like four of you, just having a Bible study and prayer time together, keeping each other accountable, doing things like that, doing small steps, just getting these people back in the Word of God, not just away from, not just into church, but getting these back in a relationship with Christ. And helping them come to understand that, hey, what you experienced was not what Christ had in mind. What that was was the stupidity of man messing something up, which is really hard to do. Guys, one thing is, is this advice might sound really easy, but the reality is it's really hard to do. Mm -hmm. So to be able to do all these kind of things, it takes time. It's not going to be, okay, hey, you should come to a Bible study this week. Oh, how next week we're going to church together. It's not going to be that quick of a turnaround. You have to build trust because what they've done is they've lost trust not only in the church but in people who claim Christ. So you, now they're able to come up and trust you because you built a relationship outside of that and it will say, hey, you know, I am a Christian. I would love to have you come be a part of the circle with me. How about we come talk about it? How about you and I talk about the Bible? How about we have that discussion? That's why I think it's really important for you not only to live the Christian life in your uh, closed spaces, but also in open spaces. Mm -hmm. So when you're out in public that you're living the life of a Christian and not going and doing things that uh, maybe these people have been traumatized by, because yeah. there's a lot of hypocrites out there. And uh, that's something it's always interesting to think about is like, oh, these people are super Christian at church and then out in public they you know, are going and doing the complete opposite. Yeah. And I think that it also turns people away with their trauma is that they're like, but, you know, they're not living this way or they, maybe they've been ridiculed for not living that way. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so I think being a light in that way by living the Christian life outside of the church doors 
is important to do alongside of inviting them to home group or inviting them to a personal Bible study. Yeah. No, I agree because you're right. As we're just as much Christian at Walmart as we are in the church. And too often times you don't act like it. Yeah. I laughed uh, this past week. We had to uh, start doing some repairs on some of our cars, do some maintenance. And I'm out here with two very good brothers in Christ. And we're out here joking, picking around stuff like that. But the reality is, you know, working around cars and stuff like that, working with a lot of people that I've known on vehicles, you know, whenever we get going, somebody hurts their hand, stuff like that, you hear, you know, words fly. Some wordy dirts. Oh, yeah. And my first, my favorite thing was while we're out there working, you know, I'm hurting my hand. I'm pinching my hand. I, I, I refuse to say anything above and beyond because I was like, you know what? The guys I'm around, I know for a fact that they're Christians. I know for a fact this is the life they live. And the reality is they show this kind of relationship. They had a higher standard, you know, and that's coming from a pastor. I knew, Hey, there was a higher standard here. I need to be up to that. And it was a pretty awesome experience because I'm sitting here going, Hey, you know, those words weren't necessary. Yeah. I'm hurting. I can go, Oh man, it hurt. But I could keep going. I didn't have to go quick to anger. Like a lot of people that I worked with, it wasn't necessarily, Hey, you have to be quick to anger, have to throw something, all this stuff. Although you're not really working on a car unless you throw something, right? <laughs> or forget something. Or forget something. We're not going to talk about that. Gosh, Kaylee. <laughs> Y'all, the story's on my TikTok about how I forgot, I did not get the right fuel, uh, oil filter for our car. Okay. It's on TikTok. Go check it out. But come on, man. If Kaylee doesn't run to the store while I'm trying to fix something, it wasn't a good day. Um, but whenever we see this kind of lifestyle, whenever we're realizing, hey, I'm not just a Christian when I'm in the church. I'm not just a Christian when I'm claiming the title of pastor or when I'm claiming the title of deacon or I'm claiming the title of a good churchgoer. I'm a Christian all of my life. That's what I chose. It's a lifestyle. It's not just that. It's who I, it's who I am. My identity is within Christ. So whenever we're coming to these people who have this religious trauma, showing them, hey, this is what I've been called to do. This is the life that I've chosen that God has called me to be is to be like him. So let me show you the love that he has. Let me show you the accountability he has. Let me show you what it means to actually be a Christ follower. It's not about how I can have control over other people. It's not about all the damage I can do. It's about how I am called to be better how I'm called to serve others. That's what it means to be a Christian. But I'm hope, hopefully that really kind of spurs something in you guys as well when it comes to this people with religious trauma. Because a lot of religious trauma has been coming up. If you're on TikTok, we call them, uh, they call themselves the ex-evangelicals. They've left the church or they started what we call quote-unquote deconstruction their faith. What happened was they had a religious trauma experience and they started realizing there's a lot of things that they don't agree with personally within scripture so they're going through and go okay is this all scriptural well the problem with a lot of what's going on is they're coming up with evidence against scripture that they think is true when a lot of these evidences the thing that they're bringing up is actually false things you have scholars who actually read the native language who are looking over here going guys these are not correct these are things found in the original manuscript people didn't add these in here but they've lost so much faith in biblical scholars and in pastors that they're trying to say, okay, these parts cannot be in Scripture because these parts have been used as weapons against us. So a pastor put this in there, or this passage was added back in the 1940s because it was so important to stop a certain culture of belief in it. They added all these things into it to kind of help deconstruct everything we believe in. They're trying to tear us apart. 
the reality is, is we're not supposed to come back out as uh, zealots against this. We're trying to show them, hey, guys, the reality is the word of God is the word of God. Let me show you what it really means to be a Christian. That's how we should really react to somebody with religious trauma. But understand that they are hurt. It's like kind of poking a bear, an injured bear. I don't recommend poking it right in the, right in the wound. It's not going to be good. Best thing you can do is literally look at them and go, hey, I'm here to care for you. It's going to suck sometimes. But I'm here to take care of you. That's what I want. Let's go and move on to the next question. Oh, right. This one's a long one. So here we go. Let me get my papers here. Okay. <clears throat> so we're going to entertain the we're in a simulation theory. Okay. I love the simulation theory. What if our concept of God is just the guy running the show behind the keyboard? And heaven, hell, other universes are just different servers. Okay. When you die, you're just cut-pasted over to whichever server is deemed fit. Okay. And ghosts and stuff are corrupted data left over from the cut-paste procedure. Okay. Now the question. If this were close to the truth of things, do you think God as a concept and being would be more widely accepted? What do we really think about that idea? Uh, the, the answer to the question is no. I don't think it would be more widely accepted. Because the reality is we have belief systems that have a very similar construct of belief that all of us think is nonsense. Yeah, we're all kind of like, okay. Mm, yeah, guys, and the reality is is because some of that concept right there is also the mindset behind a lot of Christian belief, uh, beliefs and faith. God is the one who's behind the scene on the judgment seat making the decision, hey, do you go to heaven or do you go to hell? So the concept behind it is, is the person behind the keyboard running the simulation, God who's behind the judgment, who's made the world go round, is out there. He actually exists. Do I think it'd be widely known? Yeah. I don't think it'd be widely accepted. However, I do think this kind of concept, if we all believe it's a simulation, which I don't believe it's a simulation. I believe this is real life. I mean, I pinch myself and feel it. All right, our technology hasn't caught up yet. If it is, and hey, we wind up being in the matrix, I'll, you know, bite my tongue and realize, hey, I'm in wrong. Okay, um, but I understand like where you kind of seeing this. I like this idea where, hey, you know, when you die, you just go to another server, or this concept of, hey, the reason why we have like ghosts and things like that on this earth are because it's corrupted data and stuff like that. I get that. However, all these answers that we already have, or all the answers that these uh, statements give to questions that we have in faith are also given in other belief systems. Yeah, I don't believe that they would be widely, they're not widely accepted, so I don't think this one would be widely accepted. Yeah, I think of a lot of like the, um, when you talk about someone, like in my, in my previous life, I was a blank because I like to do this today. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of times we just joke about that, but I think it's becoming more of a widely accepted concept mm -hmm. because of the occult, things like that. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of things that we come out, like a lot well, of like demonic this, release, spiritual beliefs, and things like that. This new age. Yeah. Uh, it's another, as new age spiritualism. Yeah. It's what's come out. Guys, back in, I believe, the 60s and 70s, uh, one of the biggest moves that we had was spiritualism. Where you had uh, the surge of people of mediums and things like that mm -hmm. come in, where you go off and have seances and things like that, be able to contact the dead, contact dead answers and stuff like that. Uh, we're seeing a new age resurgence of that. Uh, one of the things that we call it, <laughs> guys, sorry, astrology. 
yeah. it's a part of the spiritualism movement. All right, I don't care that I was born in November underneath a certain sun. All right, it has nothing to do with it. But when we really look at all the structure, all the belief, all the things that we already have out there, this new age spiritualism that we're really grasping, and then what we have is um, the virtual reality theory that uh, what just got presented to us is this concept of us being in the simulation. All these ideas is because we're trying to come up with an answer that fits all of the questions that we have because we can't go to a belief system that already does this but doesn't go in the way that we expect it. I think we're just trying to make something finite that's not. Exactly. We're trying to understand it with our uh, very small brains or unwrinkled brains. <laughs> yeah, our unwrinkled brains. It's all about the wrinkles. Oh, Lord help us. Guys, uh, the reality is, is we're trying to explain the supernatural with the natural. Yeah. You can't do that. Like the reason why the simulation theory has really become a popular idea is because we've gotten to the point where virtual reality is a thing, where we're having these abilities to go out into the metaverse and be able to do all these amazing things. Well, the thing is, in some things in the metaverse, if I have a big enough server, I'm able to make it look so realistic. So wait a second. If I can make that realistic, what's this thing outside of the metaverse is realistic? What if we're just a part of massive server? There's all this science and stuff like that we wouldn't go into that I'm not qualified to talk about. But my question is here. If we're going to look at this and ask the question, do I think this will be more widely accepted? The thing is, there's been thousands of belief systems that have popped up with similar answers that have died and gone away. There have been a couple other ones that have come up that are very strong that have answers to these questions that you're asking. Okay, so ghosts, which is one of them. What, how do we explain those? Well, that's spiritual, the spiritual side of our world. I mean, there is a demonic and angelic force within the world that we see today, which a lot of the spirits that we see, quote, quote, ghosts, we see are part of this group. If not, all of them are angels and demons. All right, are the idea of the afterlife kind of mentality. What if God was just the programmer? The reality is God is the creator. Mm-hmm. That's just another way to say programmer. It's interesting to see, but the concept is already out there, just not with the same terminology, so I don't think it would be widely accepted. Yeah, and it kind of gives you a little bit of, like, you know, God can be devious in a way. Um, yeah. You know, like, he purposely does things so that you mess up or hurt yourself or whatever, and I don't believe that's how God is. Um, but I also think that this is a way for people to excuse them doing whatever they want in their life because they always get a do-over. Yeah. Because, oh, well, I'm just going to be reborn in another server, quote-unquote. I'm going to be moving to the next step. So, Because the reality is uh, the three that they gave here was the, the heaven, the hell, or other universes, which is the concept of the other universes we can equivalent to that reincarnation like, mentality. Like purgatory? Yeah, Purgatory would be another stuff like that. Uh, the non-server, the empty space. Um, there's a lot of different things we can just add into this kind of mentality, into this uh, idea. And the thing is, this is a fantastic question. Because it makes you think. But the reality is, is, no matter what afterlife you get, no matter who or what belief system you grasp will hold up, there's a one truth. And that truth is found in the Word of God. Sorry, guys, I'm a pastor. If you were not expecting that question, you went to Ask Rev, a Christian podcast. Uh, but um, when you really kind of look at the concept uh, within that, when you really look at the, 
when you really look at how the belief system's offered, it's already out there, just with different terms. And yet, it's not widely accepted. In fact, a lot of people will just take to the ideology that, hey, when I die, when I die, I'm just done. That's all I get. There's nothing after. Because to them, it's more bearable to understand or the concept of just ending is more realistic to them than there actually being an afterlife. But that would just be the simple uh, concept to that question. Simple answer to that question. But other than that, uh, do we have any other questions? That all that we got today? Yeah, that's all the questions we have for Well, today. guys, thank you so much for jumping on to Ask Rev a Christian Podcast. We are so thankful that you guys jumped on the uh, sort of submitting your questions uh, to the podcast. Guys, it is awesome that we were able to sit here and answer all these amazing questions. If you guys have any more, please submit them to our social media, to our email. You guys go to the website, check it out. There is a place to contact us through the uh, website as well. Please submit them to us. That way we can be able to reach out to you guys more and more. If you guys have an awesome church story, like a funny church story that you really want to share, we really want to hear these stories. That way we can share them on the podcast. We need more. Guys, we need more. We have a couple. But I need more. Or two, if you have a funny Christian joke or an awesome Christian pickup line that you'd like for us to share on the podcast, if you guys please submit them to our social medias and our website. We greatly appreciate it. Guys, until next time, thank you so much for joining us but here on Ask Do you want to go over our social media before we leave? You just said to go hit it. Do you want me to talk about it? Do again? you want to hit it again? We I talked about know. it at the beginning. I know. We can talk we about it now. We always do it at the end, though. We'll do it again. I don't know. I don't want to change up your system. Sorry. Go ahead. All right. Well, you can hit us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at AskRevPodcast. Our email, AskRevPodcast at gmail.com. And on TikTok, Rev.Wayne. But also our website, which is what? You want to ask RevPodcast.com? Yeah. Okay. There you go. <laughs> I didn't have it written down. So. <laughs> the website is kind of, kind of new for us. So we're still trying to work on it. But guys, thank you guys so much for joining us. Until next time, we love you guys. Bye. Bye.